just a bloke in a bar. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Packer Up, boys, and it is time. It is time. Oh, yes, Asana. You know what? That tasted like hard work. It tasted <laughs> like a week. Everything going on, meetings, dealing with your boss, dealing with bad staff, dealing with bad customers. And then you just get that beautiful beard. Just go down the gullet like liquid gold. Unbelievable. As always, guys, sit back, relax. You're happy. You're healthy. Everything's all good. Everything is all good. There's nothing else to worry about. What's the, what's the saying? If you worry about tomorrow, you're punishing yourself twice. Love you're that. worrying about tomorrow, you punish yourself twice. And you're punishing yourself for something that may not even happen. Probably won't even happen. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so just chill, relax. If your wife, if your partner or your husband, your kids, and if everyone's healthy, you're all good, baby. You're all good. Tell, talking about being all good, we currently have specials of Bloke Lager in every liquor legends in Queensland. So get into your local liquor legends. We've also got bloke, La bloke Midi on special in every liquor legends in New South Wales. So get into your local, grab a case of bloke beer. Uh, we're in every celebrations, every bottle o, every Porter's liquor, uh, Thirsty Camel, you name it. Check out our store locator on our website. And also guys, it's a beautiful beer. We were at the festival last week and our lineup was huge. And that's not, you know, it's, um, sounds like I'm bragging, but like I guess I am bragging a little <laughs> bit, but it, it's coming from a place of like, that's how much people love the beer. People love the beer. Walking around the footy festival, you saw bloke cans everywhere. It is a fantastic beer, guys. And plus, it is the beer of rugby league. Like we don't just talk about, oh, you know, we'll get involved with that. And rah. we actually live and breathe rugby league. So grab a case of bloke beer. It is a fantastic beer. Give her a crack if you haven't given her a try. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Wasn't Matty. that festival good last week? On Mate, Saturday? festival was fantastic. We had like before it even opened, we were essentially the only store with like this massive line. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was wild. We had people coming up at like eleven forty five, eleven fifty, saying, "Oh, can I get a lager?" And we weren't allowed to sell. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't allowed to sell by that so point. Good, it was great. It's so good. It's so whenever you go to those things, it's like so humbling, mm. and you just feel so grateful that you're in like. You just can't believe it. Yeah. You just cannot believe it. Like this is something that was an idea that started in your head. Mm. And then now all these people buy in. I think it's because, you know, like we're not preachy, but we get it. If yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like, understand. Being a bloke, we understand we're not perfect, but we also understand that we shouldn't be ashamed of being a bloke. There's exactly nothing right. wrong with being a bloke at all. Um, and also like... You know, not only should you not be ashamed, you should celebrate being a bloke. Oh, you should embrace. Embrace Bloody being oath. a bloke and celebrate it. As I said, no one's perfect, including blokes. But anyone that pretends to be perfect is talking shit. <laughs> and so I just love that there's this kind of, un you know, you never want to be preachy and carry on, like telling other people how to live or saying you're better than anyone because that's not what being a bloke's about. Um, but there's this just a unspoken, like, when you see a guy with a bloke shirt or a bloke beer, you give him a look, yeah, you get it, you get it. Um, so yeah, it's really, really humbling, and just some of the characters you meet is unbelievable. Oh, what about the wrestling? Was, oh, the wrestling was fantastic. What about wrestling is such a like the fact that it has stood the test of time, like because mm. it's fake. And I, look, I know wrestling fans will say that yes, it's technically fake, but they're athletic in, the, in yeah. regards to things to do. Yeah, fair, fair, but it's still fake. Like they're not punching on like MMA or boxing. Um, the fact that it stood the test of time is such a testament to how important story and yarn is. Yeah. Because that's all it is. It's just story and yarn. Mm. 
Like you're getting behind a, a champion, for example. Like they'll say greatest WWE champion of all time. Like it's scripted. It's all one. scripted, yeah. But because of the story that is told, you get invested. It, it proves, doesn't it, that like even if you are in sport, like a real sport like rugby league, we are truly in the entertainment business. That's what sells 100%. the most. And you've got to accept it. You've got to accept it. And I'll be, I'll be honest, I was probably guilty when I played of like, no, no, I, I play sport and I play to win. And you do play to win because no one gives a shit about a team that's you know, yeah. losing all the time. Or if they do, it's bad publicity. <laughs> Unless you're England cricket team. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Can we just have a chat about this? Yeah. Listen, if you play local cricket, if you play local footy, any local sport, and you want to walk off and tell your mates, hey, you know what? We won in spirit. Mm. Fair play to you. Okay, I get it. It's local league and sometimes you want to put on a show. If you're representing your country and you're on millions of dollars and you lose matches and you're turning to the mate beside you going, you know what? At least we played in the spirit. Yep. You're fucking kidding yourself. It's, it's wild. The fact that some of them said after the 2-1 loss, yeah, it's, it's not really, it's not 100% about the result for us. Like, it's about the longevity of the game, what we've, and you're just like. Tell that to the bloke or the <sighs> Sheila that spent all their money that they worked all year to come see you from a different country, a different mm. state or whatever. Tell that to them. Oh, I'm glad you're happy that you got to play the way you wanted. I want my country to win because I just spent 200 pounds that I can't afford. Exactly right. Are you serious? Like, fuck, give it, me a it's, break. It's at the point now where it was kind of laughable at the start. It's getting annoying now how they keep it's sad. crapping on a bit. It it's is sad. sad. And, these, and we're talking about people that are way better athletes than me. Like, we're talking about people that are way more successful. So let's not mix this up with like, like these guys are incredibly gifted, incredible athletes and live an incredibly successful life. But geez, Louise, you can forget where you come from pretty yeah, quick. Like, man. talk about losing touch with the people that pay your bills. That's right. Yeah. You know, Definitely by saying, touch. oh, well, look, yeah, well, at least we played in the spirit we wanted to play. Oi, brah, I didn't spend my hard earned money for you to be stoked with the way you played. I yeah. want you to win at all costs within the rules. Yeah. Unbelievable. I cannot, I cannot believe professional athletes are actually trotting this nonsense yeah. out. Like even last night, so we it was day one last night. It was a great day of sport yesterday, and Australia had a good day. We rolled them for about two fifty, and now we're, we're about one for sixty. Like it's you know you can never say you're on top, but like we we had a good day. Mm. And then I saw one of the English batsmen said, "Oh yeah, um, we said at lunch like two fifty would be a good score. Like in no universe is two fifty ever a good score. Like what are you talking about? And and look, if you were a nation that's rebuilding towards something." I would go, yeah, I can understand mm. the concept of, like if they came out and said, you know, obviously we don't want to lose, but we really believe we're building towards something great here. We're a real re rebuilding nation. They're one of the, they're if not the biggest nation in cr cricket. Uh, obviously I understand India is, you know, but yeah. England invented the game they, for God's it's sake. It's their game, yeah. It's their game. So to, to put out this absolute dribble <sighs> about, you know, yeah, we won in the spirit or whatever, or like, we're happy with that. With like the way we're playing. Yeah. As I said, if you're building towards something, then yeah, I do believe there is a merit of like, if you lose a game, but you stay within the systems that you've agreed to, you, you stick with the process, there's merit in that. But you don't go, oh yeah, but we play, we were entertaining. Like, yeah. what are you talking about, bro? Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, seriously. Um, I mean, one thing it has done, it's like, it's the positive though, Hearing and seeing those quotes has got so many people involved in cricket that wouldn't. Oh, it's great for, great for it's, cricket. It's great for cricket in regards to like 
you know, it's getting more exposure. But if you're an England fan, like put it this way, if Australia came out saying that after they lost, I would be oh. like, get out of this side right now. Yeah. Like your goal isn't to be like, oh, we're happy to lose as long as we're playing the way we want to. Yeah. No, your goal is to win. Do you think that wingers in rugby league love taking scoots? <laughs> exactly. Do you think they like doing that? Or they or they, or they go sit in the wing and they go, oh, well, I didn't take any scoots today, but at least I got to play the way I want to play, which is just scoring tries. Mm. Like unbelievable nonsense. It's so weird. Like I know I, my first instinct was to say, oh, Aussies wouldn't cop that. But English soccer fans are, are mental. And like they're, all they care about is winning, so it's it's such a it's such a weird thing well, that their country's the accepting Army, it. Like the Poms are, they're like super loyal in the fan base in regards to they yep. show so much support. So this is nothing to do with the like English. Oh, not at all. Like this has nothing to do with that. Like I love the rivalry we have, and I love that like whenever we play each other, it's hectic. It's it's the team. Yeah. That I just think has lost complete touch. Yeah. True. Yep. With the fan, like if as I said, I feel sorry for the English fan mm. that they have to do that. Whereas if they come out and say. You know, we made some poor decisions in game one and two. And this is coming from a guy that knows nothing about cricket. Yep. We made some poor decisions. We declared too early and too late. Yeah. Um, we'll look at going back to the drawing board and sorting it out. I think a lot of English fans would be like, yep, sweet. Yep. All right, let's do it. Like, still really disappointed. Still really disappointed. I mean, let's not forget, they lost at home. Like, yeah. they're at home right now. Yep. And they won, what, four tosses in a row. <laughs> I know. Um, anyway, so that dribble is just shocking I actually I know and I'm not doing not saying this in a condescending way like I genuinely feel sorry for the English fans because if Australia came out and said that I would want him mm. removed from the team yeah it's a good point I didn't think of it like that if, if that was if that was an Aussie get him cricketer, out I'd be furious if, now if he said look disappointing about the loss yeah but I feel there's a lot of good signs and we're building towards something great I'd be like yep, yep. that's that's totally fair but not yeah not really disappointed with the loss because we were we were entertaining like that's outrageous it's crazy it's just nuts. Oh my God. I can't. And as I said, what's so surprising, I could get it if we were looking at a bunch of rookies or a, a nation that, you know, may have been that successful. We're talking about gun cricket players, mm. gun cricket players, the best in the world, essentially. And mate, it's just bizarre. It is so bizarre. Like they must just be so much in their own bubble yeah. that they are just, just immovable on this weird concept of wanting to entertain everyone. Given it's such a big rivalry, the Ashes like go, dates back more than hundred years ago. Mm. It'd honestly be like New South Wales versus Queensland State yeah. of Origin, one of those teams saying that. And imagine, imagine that you'd never get picked again. <laughs> no way. You would never get picked again. It's it's so bizarre. Um, so, but look from a positive, from an Aussie so, uh, Aussie like perspective in regards to you know you want the cricket game to grow. Mm. It's great for cricket. It's it's, it's, it's know, awesome, yeah. It's great for cricket. It just you don't want your country to be the one that's like, oh yeah, we just care about entertaining. Exactly right. You know, as I said, I don't want when Australia's playing. I'm not. I don't want them out there going, oh, we just want to make it entertaining so cricket oh. is uh, more watched. I want no. I want wins, bros. Exactly. I want you. Oh, you want you representing the country's colours and understanding all the sacrifices that were made for the reason why you wear that jersey. Mm. That jersey is not just two colours, it's what comes before it. The things that have been done before it that make that jersey so important and that's who you're representing. You're, yeah, exactly you're right. representing the farmer out west, you're representing a single mum that battles to get her kids all together before school, you're representing the people that are, you know, like the whole country that mm. watch you for a few days and they get to just have some escape ism from a tough life yeah you get to represent that um and then to come out with a tripe of like at least we're entertaining oh, oh okay okay tell that to the 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 massive cricket fan that wakes up the next day and is full devo that you lost yeah and has to rolls into work upset and like people think oh it's just a game it's not just a game no nah. it's not it affects everyone like 
when you win Origin, everyone from New South Wales is walking into work the next day happy, hmm. stoked, talking for the next for the next almost six months. Like put as a Queenslander for the whole next six months. I'm stoked, like we won, yes, like we, we got the shield again, we did it, we beat those fucking bastards. Mm. Um, like- I'll, never for, I'll never forget the day we broke the drought in 2014. And keep in mind, I went through high school, didn't see us win a series once. Yeah. 2014, I went to the game, it was sick. Went back to the Sheaf afterwards, mm. and every like I think half of Blatchy's Blues are in Double Bay because everyone had their wigs so on. Good. It was bloody so, awesome. So the next good. day was awesome. Oh, and like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's just a game. It's like, no, but no. it really isn't. It's it's a group of people coming together to test their ability against another group of people that want it just as bad. And if if that doesn't, if that isn't more than just you know a game, then I don't know what what are you doing in life then? Yeah, What's exactly. the point of anything? Yeah, you know, like, oh, why do you care about anything? <laughs> yeah, it's just a job. It's yeah. just a, like, okay, it's just a job. Go live out in a farm and and have a little vegetable patch and you know get water from the river like from the stream or something like as in you could go so far down the, the totem pole that the only thing that's important is living exactly right like and it's like oh okay so then but then also that's not important because you're here for 80 years you're gone this universe is billions of years old you literally mean nothing yeah but my, my i think it was actually taylor swift that said this that i that i liked about it she, she was like one of the most hated things you can do from my perspective is shame someone for enjoying something oh does my head in or and look you know i'm sure all teenagers go through this so it's not really directed as teenagers but once you get to like 25 or even 30 mm. and you're you think it's cool to not care about things oh uh, yeah you're a loser yeah that's this like that is not cool that's the opposite of cool yeah like oh man you're so cool you don't give a shit about anything you think that anyone else couldn't do that like yeah you're so cool that your life's meaningless and you're nihilistic like that's so cool bro like how about like that's what gives life zest and fun like to, to care and be passionate whether it's the most nerdy thing ever whether it's like figurines and superheroes or whether it's like you love listening to physicists talk about crazy shit Whatever it is, being passionate about something is yeah. reasons for living. Exactly. Like, well, I, for example, like this morning, one of the trainers at my gym, his name's Bruno. Like, obviously, and trainers are always, you know, pretty mm. alpha blokes and, like, you know, always faster, fitter, stronger than their clients. Mm. And I was just talking to him and he, he's like, um, you, you always have this perception of people, what you think they're going to be. And then I'm like, oh, what are you doing this weekend? He's like, oh, I think I'm just going to go home and paint. Mm. I'm like, what? Mm. And he's like, yeah, painting. And then I looked at his um, Instagram and he's like this amazing painter. And that's it's what so he absolutely cool. loves doing. And I'm just like, fuck, I love that for you. I would, you know, I would way rather have a chat with someone a bit eccentric mm. than someone that's just like working nine to five and, you know, not as in, there's nothing wrong with working nine to five. That's a good thing. Yeah. But as in like, that's all they do. Mm. they've got nothing else they, they just do like all the boring stuff like I, I i think people being passionate about things is what put it this way like i know a lot of people like people try to give business advice and they go you've just got to be like this like zen like you've got to be just really like which is like i understand the the idea of like people thinking that in business you just need to be completely unemotional i i get that but look at all the great businessmen do they look like unemotional people they're highly yeah. emotional, highly up and down. They ride the roller coaster. You're never going to yeah. achieve anything great by being like not caring about something. Exactly. Like that's what makes you achieve something great is by caring about it so much that you do anything to get the job done. Um, so yeah, the whole not, I've never, I've never, and I hate when like there's a group of people that laugh at 
someone that is really passionate about something. That's that drives me insane. You know what I mean? And it's like so they're the they're the people that don't care about anything. Yeah. Like nothing matters. And they're laughing at the person that actually gives a shit. It's like, no, actually use the losers. They're the ones that actually have something to love and to actually care about exactly. that's what in they, their life. It's like they wake up every day. It's to- like you're the loser. Yeah, you're like, the loser. And you're laughing at them. It's like, oh my God. Like I cannot it, that really does do my head in. Um also guys, nine now. Make sure to stream games in nine now. I mean, how good was a bloody fatty last night? He's, he he is, is so funny. the best. I, it makes me miss the footy show. It really does. Like, and he is just the fact that he's still as funny as he is. Yeah, you know, a lot of comedians and and a lot of comedy times really quick. You go back and watch movies even from five years ago, and you're like, what the fuck? This is not in funny at all. But at the time, it was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. Whereas Freddie, uh, whereas Fatty, he has still got such good timing. He's still funny as anything. And there's he does things that only Fatty can do. That That's right, yeah. You know, only Fatty, the way he delivers it, the way he just like nails the timing of something or whatever he brings up, it is just so well done. And like... He crosses a line that no one else can cross, but he doesn't ever cross the actual line. Mm. Like he, he toes it just enough that it's perfect. I think it was because for some reason with Fatty, you always know he's got good intentions. Exactly. So it's like he gets a bit more, like I guess he gets further along than other people do when it comes to getting to the line. Yeah. Or he can go across the line, but you know it's a joke. You exactly, know yeah. he's not being serious. Um, Whereas like some other people could say the exact same thing, but because their intentions may not be as clear, yeah, they can be that can be used against them. Whereas yeah. like if you were trying to have a go at Fatty, you'd go, mate, do you really think Fatty meant what you're saying exactly. that he meant? Like relax, relax. Mm. Um, but He's yeah, the best. make sure to watch Nine Now stream live NRL games for free on Nine Now. If you haven't tried it in a while, guys, I'm telling you. Outside of the halftime um, ads, there's only when they score a try, there's a single ad and that's it. By the end of the game, it's only like a minute behind the other networks. So it's not like you're sitting through getting smashed with ads, which is yeah. like I fell into that trap a while ago thinking, oh man, I'm going to smash it. It actually doesn't happen, which is really good. At least on nine now. I'm not sure about normal TV, but on nine now, it's just when they score a try. Um, obviously, Thursday night was La- La Roosters versus Bronx. They got Storm Eels. Uh, Friday and then Sunday, Titans v Cowboys. Download the app, watch it. If you've got the opportunity to watch it on Nine Now, watch it on Nine Now because it helps the bloke community. And we've actually got some cool interviews lined up, and that's all thanks to Nine. So the more you guys support it, the better it is. Now let's get into the game, eh? Broncos defeat the Roosters. Paddy Carrigan gets his first try. You know that was, what? I, that was the best. So good, so good. What I loved about this performance, loved about it, I spoke about it on the podcast, I, th- I think it was either on, I think it was on the captain's run. Mm. I knew the Roosters were kind of come out super physical, super physical. And I think that the Roosters, and there's nothing, I'm not, there's nothing wrong with this. There's no, this is rugby league. But I think the Roosters try to really bully the Broncos, mm. really aggressive, line speed, big shots. And I spoke about it on the captain's run, I said that they're going to be hyper aggressive. It's going to be to see whether the, Broncos uh, forward pack withers under that pressure and gets either withers, lashes out, and lashing out is bad because then you're getting too emotional. What I was so proud of with the Broncos boys is they didn't flinch an eyelid. They didn't flinch for one second when the first 20 minutes, the Roosters were shooting up out of the line. We couldn't even get out of our own end. Mm. And yet you look up at the scoreboard, it's 14 nil. And so not only were they not willing to be bullied, um, they refused to back down. They, they made their own big shots as well. But also, 
they're such a side that, and I think that they're probably the best at it. Maybe the Panthers uh, are number one still, but the Broncos are close to being the best at scoring tries against momentum. Mm. Like you think that you have them just completely locked down. You look at last night, Roosters had them locked down. Yep. And then every single miniature chance they had, the mm. Broncos scored a try against momentum. Well, well, you're right because, as you said, they hadn't pinned down there. Mm. But I'm pretty sure the, the Broncos' first two tries came off their first two sets in good ball. Yeah. Which is just just obviously Trent Robinson would have been uh, – he was. I watched the press. He was probably not happy at that. But you listen to Kevin Walters. He was like – even though the score was 20 nil at half time, he was like, it was such an even first half. That, oh, was, that, that, that was so, like, Roosters were great. Broncos mm. were great. It was physical. Obviously, the game kind of got a bit messy in the second half. But, yeah, it's it's crazy how, you're right, the, the Roosters just, atta- uh, like, attacked with their defense, but the Broncos took every chance. And they just withstood the pressure. Mm. They refused to buckle. And, you know, Roosters were, you know, they were facials on the ground, all that kind of stuff, which is part of rugby league. Yeah. And, you know, even Payne Haas. So uh, Hargreaves obviously head high as Payne Haas. Yeah. Very easy for Payne Haas to get up and start swinging and get angry or get emotional. He just stands up, takes the next hit up or hit up a couple after, tries to put a shot on, um, on Hargreaves. Hargreaves, I just think that that was probably their most mature performance of the season. Mm. Um, and I actually think, and this is no disrespect to the Roosters, I actually think the score flattered the Roosters. Absolutely. The Broncos yeah. were in control the whole game. Yep. The whole game. Um, I will say, look, I know the Roosters got a lot of penalties against them in the first half. Um, to be honest, I, I thought they were holding down a lot and I thought they were lot, they were offside quite a bit. Um, but I've got to say, and I know it sounds very like, come on, bros, you won. But we are so inconsistent with these head highs. We're so inconsistent. Look, if you want to say to me that that, that Hargraves on Payne Haas is not 10 in the bin, then there's a hundred other bloody head highs that shouldn't be 10 in the bin. Yeah. That was direct and forceful. That was, I, I as soon as it happened, I didn't even need a replay. I was like, yeah. fuck, he's gone here. Direct and forceful. Yep. That's literally what they keep saying. Like, so Valentine Holmes last week, you can barely, you don't even know whether the head hit. What we all agree on is the head hit due to the whiplash. Like as in his head came forward onto his shoulder. He got up, he was fine. So you're telling me that the, the Holmes one is definitely 10 in the bin, but Hargreaves direct contact to the head of a guy that's six foot bloody four or something. That isn't 10 in the bin. Holmes was whiplash. Like it like, makes no sense. And you know what? The charge was the same. Grade one careless. It makes no sense. It makes no sense how that is not 10 in the bin. It's direct and forceful. And as I said, I'm happy with it not being 10 in the bin. I'm mm. happy with it. But we have to get consistent on these calls. It's outrageous yeah. how inconsistent these calls are. You just don't, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. And so you, you go into a game and, you know, you've got Valentine Holmes now who's like got 10 in the bin. Could have cost him. It didn't. And then you go to the next game, Hargreaves, genuine head high, and it's not 10 in the bin. And so you just don't know. It's a lottery. And as I said, yeah. I'm happy for it not to be. Put a penalty, deal with it after thing. Oh, Payne Haas is good, all good. But it's just, you have to ask yourself, if Payne Haas stayed down, what would happen? Exactly. He definitely He's gets 10 in the bin. He gets sin bin. So we ref on optics. It's purely on optics. Because mm. Payne Haas jumps straight back up, then it's not a 10 in the bin. To be like, and I know we disagreed on Jesse Arthur's one last week, but Hargreaves is worse. But even that, like, whether or not you think that was a simbin, he got simbin because Taff was was on the floor yeah. and, and bleeding. Like, you know what I mean? Well, what's what's as a what's harder? A dude literally slipping over 
and yeah. you're you, he's at, like honestly he's at your nearly hip height, mm. and you you collect him with your tackle, or a guy that you can see him coming to you, he's upright. You have all the time in the world to pick your target, and yeah. you still forcefully hit him in the head. <laughs> it's pain house, and it's pain house. You don't get ten in the bin, but Jesse Arthur's does. Which again, as I said, if you want to keep it so that you know that isn't ten in the bin, I'm happy. I'm happy with mm. that. I'm happy with that it's part of rugby league. Sometimes they can get clipped in the head, but it's just the inconsistency. Yeah, exactly, it makes no sense. And the problem is, is that when we get into finals footy, I guarantee you, one week someone's going to get ten in the bin. Yep. The next week, I guarantee you, someone gets away with it, and it's just. Got to stop. It's got to stop. On top of that, that that offside try was one of the most outrageous calls I've ever seen. Like, ridiculous. We go to the bunker when a dude's bloody toenail is out. Mm. Like, for everything. The ref pre-calls offside when... How could it... Like, that looks like so normal, that try. Mm. So normal. The ref pre-calls offside and then the bunker just goes, we're just going to support... Doesn't even say that he is offside. I know. He, they just say we're supporting the on-field call. It, it's ridiculous. And so what makes it even more ridiculous, you, you look at the screenshot, It one in a million how this happened. So it was Ezra Mann that kicked the ball, I'm pretty sure, and it was Tony Staggs. They're mm. both standing on the scrum lines, yeah. which are... And they're, they're on the exact same line, which are the exact same on, on the field. And Staggs is clearly below the line and stags and and ma'am is half it's so obviously onside yep. it's outrageous I, I like firstly you're right i can't believe they called it offside that they never call that offside offside off, yeah when does a ref ever do that never never they, they go to the bunker this first thing they check every time but like but then for the bunker to not to get it Come on. And also the bunker just to immediately say, it was only yeah. like one replay. He just yeah. goes, we're supporting the on-field call. So when I, cause I texted you about it and I was like, I, I asked, was that offside or was that really offside question mark? Because I only saw one replay. Yeah. Like, cause Crazy. they didn't show up for that. And I was like, Bizarre. And, and look, it, it doesn't matter because the Broncos were outstanding and they got the win. But decisions like that are going to cost teams big games we're getting into a uh, period of the season where there's about four or probably like you could say six six teams that they may be out of the finals if a call like that goes against them Mm. and it's just we have to sort this out we have to sort this out that we have the closest competition we essentially have ever had that can cost games and i know people think oh it's the broncos that's why you're talking about it guys if anyone listens to the podcast you know i talk about these calls yep. when it has nothing to do with the broncos we talked about the cronulla sharks when they were trying to come back last week with the forward pass and on nico hines and then the grounding rules that we talk about it all the time so it's not just the broncos but anyway let's get to the positive because positive. positives broncos is geez they look good their, their defense was outstanding um they're the real deal this year now yep. penrith are still out and out favorites the, the biggest challenge for the Broncos is, is can they play three matches in the finals at the best of their ability? That's the biggest challenge. In a one-off game, I think they have a 50-50 chance of beating the Penrith Panthers or any of the other teams in a game. Yep. I, I honestly don't think the Broncos at their best, I honestly don't think that there's any other team that is that much better than the Broncos. The difference is, is Penrith Panthers play their best fucking every game. Yeah, that's what makes them the best side in the comp, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, and if they if they play their best, they're going to be extremely tough to beat. I reckon though, in a finals game, I reckon maybe South, maybe that's me being biased, but I reckon Broncos would go in a favourite every game except the Penrith game if they were to verse yeah. anyone else in the comp. I'd agree with that. Like, put it this way: you got Reese Walsh, best fullback in the game right now. Yeah, and, and and Walsh barely did anything last night. 
And like in the first half, he had some really good stuff, and then he has <laughs> he has to fix that stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's you know what? He's so close to greatness. Yeah, he is like right there. But that's what's scary. Like, like he's, once he, he was, that? he still had some, as you said, some like that kick for me, like some unbelievable moments. Yeah, <laughs> but he had some shockers, and he was quiet in a bit of the game as well. But once he figures it all out, he's gonna yeah. be the best fullback in the comp. One, up there. Once it clicks, he'll be this generation's Billy Slater. Yeah. Um, now I don't know whether he'll be as good as Billy Slater, but the way he hits the ball and changes his speed, ridiculous. No one else. The difference that he has to all the other ball playing fullbacks is he can ball play at top speed. Mm. So what he does is he takes time away from defenders to make decisions. That's the hardest thing as a defender when you have to pre-read attacking plays. Mm. When you have to go, I am just going to jam in no matter what. Because when you do that, you're basically it's you're rolling the dice. And good fullbacks will pick it. And they'll eventually be like, oh, okay, I know what they're doing. And so he takes so much time away from defenders that if they don't pre-read it, and he, he usually hits the right man or he goes himself... He is just so freakish. He, again, he if he could just clean the rough yeah. edges, you know, some of those passes, a couple of them were... Yeah. He is just so, so gifted. I cannot... I, I just think... Because he's so emotional. He's a really emotional guy. And he's he, he, all he needs to do is just get his head right and just go, you know what? Run first, pass second. Mm. If he thinks run first, pass second for most of his... You know, most of his playing time, he'll, he'll get it right more often than not. Yeah. Whereas when he thinks pass and he's hesitating, like, off the bat... Yeah, that's when I think he starts to make some. Can, he can uh, make an error or two. Yeah, when he just goes, just pin the ears first and then see what happens. He just tears him. And I guess apart. that's what made Slater so good too. He was and, run first. And also, like Billy Slater didn't come into the grade as a f- the best fullback ever. No, he got dropped one year. Like he he had, he took time to really develop his skill set. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't a ball player. He was just a ball runner for the start of his career. And so what's crazy about Reese Walsh is he's already got ball player and ball runner sorted. It's just his head game. That's yeah. It's just his mental. Once yeah. he's once he fully matures, he's going to be unstoppable. And, and like, he's a kid basically still. He's 21. Like, it's... it's it's. I, I love... My, one of my... I know, like, obviously he's running... Is the best. I just love, and he did it against South last week. Yeah. I reckon the best one of the year. I think it was against the Raiders. I'm going to say late May. It's just that cutout he does to Cobber. Yeah, it's so it good. is at top speed too. It is, and, be, yeah. and because if you give Cobber a sniff, he's beaten everyone one on one. It's mm. it's going to be one of the best combinations. I've got so much like respect for Cobo because he's been on the wing, and guys that are as talented as him usually suck when they're not in their preferred position. And I think Cobo does want to play fullback. And he hasn't. He's been on the wing. And he has played every game this year with a smile on his face and ripped and teared. And I just think that's such a good sign for Cobo that he just loves to play rugby league. A lot of people say they love to play rugby league, but then they don't get the position they want. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, they sulk. They don't have a go. Cobo, whether he's on the wing or he's in the forwards, just loves it. Yeah. I got so much respect for a guy, a superstar. He is a superstar, could get the biggest contracts. He could be agitating for releases and, I mean, he could easily get a million dollars on the open market. Oh, easy. easy. Probably 1.2. Yeah, yeah. You're telling me the Tigers or the Bulldogs wouldn't pay 1.2 to have him oh, at fullback? Mate, of course they would. Um, or even the Dragons. So, yeah, I got so much respect for him that that even though he's not in his preferred position, he rips and tears. I love on the on last night where he took his, you know, probably his second or third hit up, they absolutely jammed him. What happens next set? He just goes, sweet, just runs it hard and straight again. It is so – I love it. I mm. absolutely love it. Um, Payne Haas, once again. He's a, he's a 
He's unbelievable. He is truly unbelievable. We've never seen anything like it. Like, we've got guys that have better resumes in regards to winning premierships and all that. I've never personally seen a front rower his age do the things that he does on a footy field. Yeah. Well, I've never seen a front rower at any age do what he does on a footy field. It is just, it's relentless. He must be a nightmare to play against because it just never stops. Yeah. I think what I love about him is he's just, he's ticks every box, right? Mm. But he, he'll make a try saving tackle in the 80th minute when, the, when it's 30 to two. You know what I mean? Like, it, oh, he, he, he's got so much ticker. Mate, and and to have those. that much ticker with, with that size, that strength, that skill, oh, he is he's got greatness. He's already great. He's already great. Yeah. And, and the only thing I'm missing from his resume is premierships. Mm. And once he starts getting that, those under his belt, then he does go into one of the greatest front rowers of all time. Bloody and That's like, the only thing missing. Yeah. And also, if he does, let's say the Broncos do win a premiership in the next few years, he has the rare, I guess, you know, feather in his cap that he took that Broncos team from the bottom of the table, yep. wooden spoon, a disaster all the way to a premiership whereas very rarely do you find a player that takes a team from spoon yep. to premiership he's done that yeah he was there before paddy was there now obviously paddy is like essentially the captain i know mm. Renault is but you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah um yeah so Payne has he's an incredible player and think about all the stuff he's had to deal with off field that has nothing to do with him i know and he just rips and tears turns up every time so i can't i couldn't tell you the last bad game he had I honestly can't remember it. You know what? Not even knowing that, I couldn't tell you the last seven out of ten game he had. He is just so, so good. He's so good to watch. He's just – and I, I think he will stay the Broncos. I just think that what they've got going on there is too good. That, that they got they got greatness coming with the Broncos if they all want to stick together. Like Willison, the young fella. Off yeah. the, he's massive. He's a, he's a unit. Massive, great attitude, good footwork, runs it hard and straight. Then you've got Kobe Heatherton, snapping blokes. Um, Paddy Carrigan, he'll Paddy Carrigan, in my opinion, would definitely go down as a goat. Oh, he's he's amazing. There's no unless injury smashes his career. Yeah, he won Player of the Series in his debut Origin series. Yeah, doesn't get spoken about enough. Debut Origin series in the, in the forwards. forwards. Yeah, yeah, mate, amazing. And he reckon, was one of our best this series. Yeah, I reckon Carrigan. I've never met him, but like he can just tell. I reckon if he was. The worst player in the squad, I reckon he'd still be one of the most popular. He just looks oh, like a sure. freaking The boys legend. love him. The boys love him. You saw when he scored that try. Oh, that was, was that was fantastic. Um, so, yeah, the Broncos, really good. It's just a matter now. Like, they've got to – don't have the easiest run home. You know, keeping their heads on. Don't go cra- – like, yeah. don't get ahead of yourselves. Don't come out next game and think you can score off every set. Because I love the fact they came out and went 10 sets for 10 sets. Mm. You know, I, so I thought – um. Thought Herbie did a good job defensively on Joey Manu. Really good job. Mm. Really good. I mean, Katoni was outstanding as yeah. well. All of them. Dean Mariner, he was phenomenal. They all played outstanding. Mm. I mean, two of the, the Roosters tries were off kicks. I know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really good. With the Roosters now, uh, look, really, really concerning. And the concerning thing is, and this is not to be condescending or disrespectful, but they genuinely tried. Like, the, their effort was all there last night. They Absolutely. were ripping and tearing. They just were nowhere near the pace. They just can't score points. Like, <laughs> they don't look as fast. They yeah. don't look as explosive in attack, at least when they get into good ball. Um, you know, even, like, a guy like Joey Manu is struggling at the moment. We're talking about Joey yeah. Manu. Yeah. Golden boot winner last year. One of the best backs we've got in the game. Uh, they are really in dire straits. Yeah. Because I, what changes next year 
That's that's the thing. The roster can't get better. I don't. I I don't have. I don't have the answer. I think as well. Like, yeah, they tried hard, but their discipline last night was terrible. Yeah, they went like they were tr- almost trying too hard. Yeah, because like a lot. So I know Roosters fans would be like, "Oh, a lot of those penalties were bullshit." Like, and look, obviously, I must be biased because I'm with the Broncos. I don't think they were. No, nah, they were. They their were. penalties were genuine holding down, yeah. genuinely offside. I. I, th- I thought they were pretty warranted. And also, the penalty count ended up being like 9-8 or something. Mm. So it's not like you got smashed in a penalty count. Mm. It, it was essentially the same. And, you know, we had <laughs> the ref tackle one of our players. Oh, my God. Get out of the way. Oh. Um, and then, obviously, the Katoni Stags, which was definitely a try. Like, mm. y- yeah, like, it was essentially an even penalty count. Uh, look, you know, their completion, some of their passing, pass selection... They just didn't seem to be going all in the same direction. I, it's going to be really tough conversations with some senior players there. I think yeah. you know. I think you know. Kiri is such a good bloke. He is such a good bloke, and he's had such an incredible career. And who knows? Maybe he can bounce back. But I do think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Kiri at I the end so. of the season. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, me too. I wonder just, what's. I wonder because Sam Walker's going to come back. I just wonder what. What's, what's going, going happen on here? with that? That yeah. is just weird, that stuff. So strange. Scans for maybe an ACL. Mm. And look, I'm probably talking out of turn. I'm obviously not, ex- you know, but I just never have heard that before where yeah. he either is playing next week or he's out for the whole season. Yeah, That's odd. strange to me. And there maybe it's a really unique medical case that they're dealing with. And so full respect to that. But just with like the layman's view, it just seems strange. Yeah, especially we're, we're at this weird stage now and South of pretty bad at it as well and like fair enough you don't have they don't have to be but teams just aren't um honest about their injuries at the moment Mm. and we don't get like fans don't get any clarity about when people are going to come back yeah and it's it's tough because if you say four weeks and they don't come back in four weeks and blah you know it's extra it's yeah it's a it's a hard act to kind of a balancing act another guy's like you know victor radley just in a really interesting spot in his career Really interesting spot. He's such a good player, but just has not hit the heights that you would hope this year. Yeah. Doesn't look as explosive as he has in yesteryear. And I I look at that Roosters side, do they need a rest? You know, do they just need a, just a massive rest, all of them, in regards to they were up so much for that 2018-19. Yeah. And then even last year they had that, was it last year or the year before, they were decimated by injury. That was 2021. 2021, decimated by injury. They had this huge year where they just hung in, hung yeah. in, hung in. And uh, do they, uh, are they tired? Like even last year, they had a pretty average start to the year. Then they had that streak. Yeah. And they, they limped into the final. Oh, sorry, they didn't limp into the finals. They, they blew into the finals. Yeah, blew into the finals and then got knocked out week one because of that crazy Sinbin Sunday game. Like even 2020, that were the, they slipped, they, Went out at the end, but that was pretty much the, one of the best teams that year as well. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you're right. Like, yeah, are they are their bodies feeling? Are they finally getting that hangover effect of those really strong years? Because like physically, they just don't seem to be as yeah, and it just as explosive and aggressive in contact. Maybe you know, no World Cup this year. Obviously, who knows about the international? What's going to happen there? But you know, if they don't make the finals, which is looking likely, mm. maybe. It's just a big strike off, strike off the year, mm. rest up, and just yeah. Unfortunately, know. essentially all of their players, or at least their senior players, like that, they're all under pressure. Mm. You know, whether it's Radley, Kiri, um, you know, Teddy to a degree. Yeah, cheese, cheese. Yeah, they're all under pressure, and I, I just, 
you don't know whether because all of them haven't had their best year you don't know whether it's if all of them aren't then is that the problem or is mm. the environment that's not as good as it was in yesteryear i don't know yeah. you don't know but it, it so is weird. we always talk about you know when you go back to back or you try to go back to back you're just fatigued you know as i said i just i wonder whether they're just a fatigue squad yeah they just don't have the same energies they had a few years ago it, it looks like it because they got on paper they're as we said all year they're amazing mm. but maybe maybe that's it yeah. it looks that looks the most likely anyway i think there's gonna be some really tough conversations at the roosters unfortunately yeah because like although they've fought gallantly real gallantly these last few years and they were my premiership favorites i think this year mm. They haven't really fired a shot since their 2019 premiership. No, not at all. Not you at know, all, they yeah. haven't gone deep. Uh, they haven't made a prelim, have they? So basically, 2018 they won, 2019 they won. 2020 they were, they were good, and then they finished the year really poorly and just went out bang, bang. 2021's the injury year, and then 2022 knocked out week one. So yeah, the furthest they've gone in the last three years is week two of the finals. Yeah, that's crazy for the roster they've had. Mm. Crazy. Um yeah. Uh, also, guys, don't forget Shoe Grab, brand new partner. If you like casual lifestyle wear, they got all kit, everything. Plus, they're Australia's number one sneaker marketplace. Use code Johnson to get thirty dollars off selected shoes. You just type in uh, "bloke in a bar" on their website. It'll show you a bunch of different shoes that will give you thirty dollars off. That is such a good deal. It's a freaking unbelievable deal. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, my my running shoes have fallen to pieces. So I'm gonna take advantage. That's of that. why, I like, with most partners, I I try to get like deals where i'm not just like advertising i'm giving discounts and stuff to, yeah yeah to, to fans because you're getting something then rather than mm. you know and not like look we'll take on sponsors and just ad read of course we will we, we're trying to we're a business you know <laughs> we have to pay bills and that but in a perfect world i'd love for us to be able to give something yep. every single time we do um, an ad or anything like that uh anyway let's get into tips this week uh, also, massive shout out to the Titans winning Golden Point in the yeah, NRLW. Very good. Tigers versus Rabbitohs. Uh, Rabbits. I think they, they need to just I make think a Tiger, statement tonight. I don't reckon Rabbitohs will lose a game for the rest of the, this in season. Mm. I just mm. think that, like, it, look, you never, you never know in rugby league because of injuries and everything like that, but I just think that they're going to turn it on. I, I think so, yeah. I I'd think be, I'd be mean, shocked if they don't. Yeah. And, and it starts tonight. They need to make a statement yep. tonight. Because you're right, they've got, they got a pretty good run. They pretty easy run. They've got Tigers. they got Sharks in Perth. they got Dragons in Cairns, I think. Knights away, which Knights away could be anything, then by then Roosters. Mm. So, that, as you say, very winnable games. Yeah. But also, like, if you can't go on a run here, you're not going on a running. And that's the point. Yeah. You need to. You need to go on a they run. To, yeah. And if you're not going to do it now, you're doing it never. Because, like, if you can't do it against these teams, you're getting tailed up against Then you're just making up numbers in yeah. September. Uh, Storm v the Eels. Uh, I I always pick Storm after they have a bad loss. Mm. I just Craig Bellamy's teams don't go back to back At home too. Yeah, against um, against Power. Obviously brought to you by Sportsbet, guys. Brought to you by Sportsbet. Gamble responsibly. The legends over at Sportsbet. Um, best partners ever. Seriously, they're awesome. so good. So good to work with. Um, Eels are paying two seventy. I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Don't but mind I'll it, probably yeah. go Storm at home. Raiders yep. Knights. This is a tough one. I think I went nights on Monday. I think I'm gonna mm. stick with it. Okay, okay. Where are you going? Um, I'm. T what did I go Monday? I don't even remember. Can't remember. Yeah. I'll just go nights. I can't remember. Dragons v the Seagulls. Dragon paying two two eighty. Seagulls dollar forty four. I know. I know you're heavy on Manly here. I reckon Dragons. Really? I, I just think. Okay. I just think because Manly are missing a, a couple of people in in the in the forwards, and that's the last play, 
Front row is the last place they, they don't have any what, depth there. I hope the Dragons swing because the DMP will be, oh, be the so best. good if, be the they, best. if they do. And I want that mad Dragons guy to get one over Hellas. Oh, <laughs> actually, it's, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please, Dragons wins. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. They, haven't won, they haven't won down there since 2003 as well. So. Could you imagine if they lose to the Dragons? I know. I know. Maybe oh, that's why I tipped them. <laughs> Oh my god! Penny Panthers dollar thirteen sharks six oh five. I'll go to the grave with this take. Yep. six oh five is crazy value. Yeah, like I know I'm still picking the Penny Panthers, but like we're talking about the Sharkies here. Like they do have good footy they in them. Could beat any team. Any team. Yeah, you know six oh five six dollars and five. The Tigers are only eight dollars. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Uh. Definitely tipping Penrith, but. Sharkies, man, they're they're a good team. They're just not well, playing well. Yeah, what's whatever the line is, fucking, I'd love to see that. Uh, what the line I'll is because look. if they're six oh five, I'm gonna guess it's about seventeen. Mate, take that, take that every day of the week. Um, Canterbury versus the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are in for a big one. I really do. I think they're gearing up for a late charge. We know how gritty they are. Wow, well, I was through. right. 17 and a half, exactly. Jeez, you know you're punning. <laughs> wow, well, um, I wish mate, I was. take that. Yeah. Take 17 and a half. That's good. Good. That's really good That's value. Damn, baby. Um, I'm going Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins, me too. Titans, Cowboys. I reckon Cowboys are the big win. Yeah, I reckon Cowboys. Uh, next week, Cowboys versus Broncos. It's going to be a fucking cracking game. I cannot wait. Cracking game. I reckon Broncos, I know, like everyone hate, a lot of people hate the Broncos, me included, but I love the Broncos at the moment. Like as a, as a fan that doesn't go for them, they're just, they're, they're one of the most exciting, probably the most exciting team in the comp. Oh, easy. I, I think they play the most exciting footy because they take the most risks. Yeah. They will attack from anywhere. Yeah. Like the amount of times where they're coming out of their end and I'm like, please don't pass it. Please don't fucking pass it. Yeah. And then they pass it. I'm like, <gasps> fuck. <laughs> It's so like, for example, Reese Walsh is a perfect example. Like, when he makes, when he throws those balls over the sideline, when you're watching, you're furious. You're yeah. like, bro, why? But then he goes and does the most hectic try assist you've ever seen in your life. Mm. And you're like, oh, that's why. Um, mate, he is, he truly is. Greatness is ahead of him. It's all yeah. up to him. It, yeah, it, it, it's all up to him, you know. He, he is just so, so talented and tough and passionate. Everything you would want in a fullback. His toughness is the best thing. I love he, it. Because he doesn't, he, everyone looks at like Craig Wing, Cam Murray, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. Reese Walsh is another one. Just because they're 10 out of 10. Doesn't mean they're not tough. But he's tough, tough as. Yeah. Uh, also, don't forget, guys, use code STAGS and MENULOG to get free delivery when you spend $15 or more. We are now offering this in New Zealand. So make sure New Zealanders, you can uh, you can get $15. When, uh, so you can get free delivery when you spend $15 or more. Uh, now let's get to a weird story. British Airways served KFC to passengers after issue with in-flight meals. A 12 and a half hour flight from Turks to Caicos Island faced some issues with its normal meal service over the weekend. So resorted to the unusual alternative with there being limited meal options at the airport. Footage showed BA staff with tongs and buckets of fast food delicacy as they worked the aisles of the aircraft. However, not everyone was pleased with the portions. <laughs> Mate. If you're getting KFC on a plane, shut the fuck up. That's what up. I mean. That's what I'm thinking. Shut the fuck up, bruh. Surely you're getting better portions than the shitty aeroplane food. I'd rather get one KFC piece of chicken than get a full meal of that airport nonsense. Mate, I... Like um, airplane nonsense. We flew, I think it was Emirates, to over to maybe like when we're going to Europe. And there was like, there's literally a section that's like a bar. Yeah. And it's just so bizarre to be like, there's a bar in the air in a plane. In a plane. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, what's weird is like that you pay for these really nice tickets. Obviously, as our honeymoon, but you don't do 
the only thing you use from it is the fact that you can lie down. Yeah, that's true. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I don't need the movies because I can just bring my iPad. Yeah. The only thing you're really paying for is to be able to lie down. That's mm. it. That's it. You it's, know? It's, it's good, bud, though. Like, oh, being man. able to lie down. I've never done it, but like being able to... That's What's the, the first worst time I've done it. Yeah. First time I've done it. Well, the only other time I'd ever flown in that, that club business class was when the Warriors were trying to sign me. Oh, so man, they flew dude. me over in business class. Um, as a young kid, I'm 19, 20 or whatever going, oh my, like my mind's exploded. You know, young kid, didn't grow up with much money, all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like totally swayed. Just mm. like, this is incredible. Anyway, on the flight back, nah, back to economy. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. Oh, they got me good, the Warriors. I mean, actually, I got them good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if you get in KFC, uh, relax, bro. I know, how relax. good is how good is getting KFC on the plane? You know what is, you know the dumbest person on the fucking planet Earth is? <laughs> is the person that thought making cars horns beep when you lock them is a fucking good yeah. idea. Yeah, fuck, I never thought of that. So true. Bro, how many heart attacks have you given? Yeah. It scares the shit out of everyone. Who's sitting next to a car and they lock it and then you just beep. Yeah. You're literally like, what the fuck is <laughs> going on here? Like, who thought that was a good idea? I know. And, wh and why? Like, What's the point? surely there are other sounds it could make than the mm. fucking horn going off. Yeah, just make a little click. Jeez Louise, so, so uncouth. Yeah. So uncouth. Especially when you're like, you're at Westfields and you're in like an underground car park Mate, and it bounces, the sound bounces sound everywhere. Sound bounces everywhere. Everyone's fucking thinks there's a war about to start. <laughs> Just getting on the ground. Mate, ser like it is, if you're still rolling around with the horn blaring when you lock your car, yeah. You should leave the car unlocked at all times because locking to, when you lock it and the horn blares, you're a worse person <laughs> you than if you would leave the car door open because fuck me dead. You're worse than a potential car thief. 100%. Matter of fact, a car thief has a right to steal your car if it has that. Yeah, I agree. Because you know what? We want the car thief to go on a joyride and burn your fucking car <laughs> for all the damage it's done to my ears and my nerves. Every time, beep, you're just like, what the yeah. hell? Why do you need that to know that yeah. it's unlocked? And then I'm angry for like 15 minutes. Oh my God. So whoever invented that, you're a mm. fucking shit bloke. Oh, really spe shit bloke. Speaking of shit bloke and, and angry 15 minutes, I, I should have written this down. So I went to, so last night we had the Matildas, the footy and the cricket all at the same time, mm. and even the swimming. So I went to a sports bar just around the corner. And the footy commentary was on, and which is which is whatever. I didn't. I was watching the footy anyway. And then this group of like really really intoxicated people mm. wanted to get the soccer commentary on, and then they just kept harassing the the bar staff. And then I happened to be getting a drink at the same time, and he, and, um, and he's like, "Oh, sorry, mate, sorry." I'm like, "Oh, what's the problem?" He's like, "Yeah, um, oh, I just want to get the. Are you watching the footy? I just want to get the soccer on." And I'm like, "Oh, I'm just watching the footy." And then I just walked off. Mm. But he took that as that I wanted the footy commentary on. Mm. So then this, this like guy and like two, two girls started absolutely giving it to me and this bloke saying, you guys are never at this pub. The Australian Matildas are on, blah, blah. And I, I didn't know what was going on at this stage. I'm like, what? I'm looking around going, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Anyway, eventually she explained. She's like, we want the soccer. I'm like, I don't care. Put the fucking soccer commentary on. I don't give a fuck. Anyway, I made this huge song and dance about it. Mm. Eventually the, it gets changed. The Matilda score and they didn't even notice, right? Oh. They didn't even notice and then they left at halftime. Oh <laughs> my God. Talk about entitled <gasps> losers I know. that walk around this planet Earth thinking that the world revolves around them, thinking mm. that the universe revolves around them. Like how someone can be brought up 
when you walk into the pub and the footy sound is on. Yeah. Like, first of all, it's okay to ask. Like, if you go up, is it all right if you change? And also, like, why not just come up to you guys and go, what are you watching? Exactly. Is it okay if we change it? Yeah. And I would have said yes. I would have been like, yeah, go for it. But to carry on as if it's an expectation, Mm. entitled to it. Like, if you don't do what I say, you're a bad person. Mm. People like that, like, it is crazy to me that people like that exist, that they, they walk around this earth just thinking that, like, I never understand how you can, like, walk into a room and not be cognizant that there are other people that are dealing with things too, or there are other people that are living a life that's just as important as yours, that has just as much dramas in it, to go in there and scream at you and basically abuse you when you literally were just like, oh yeah, just watching footy. Yeah. Even if you said, even if you said, no, I just, I want to watch the footy and it was already on, so you keep it on, you would have a right to say that. Exactly. You have a right to say, I want to watch the footy with the sound on. Yeah. But the pub can choose because it's the pub's decision. Yeah. Mate, so entitled. I know. And they, they were like, they were like f- over 50 years old. Like they weren't young. Oh my God. So they're just drunk. Oh, they were, they were, it was just, yeah, it was so, it was, it was I bad. just never get selfish people. Yeah. I just don't like, obviously we're all selfish at times, but like people that never empathize of how is my actions going to affect the person next to me? Mm. How, what am I doing that's going to make them feel uncomfortable? And there's plenty of people that are guilty of it that do dumb shit they don't think about themselves. And like, look, I guess drunkness does excuse a little bit, but geez, when people go, oh, sorry, like I was drunk. No, you're just a dickhead. You're just a Derek, yeah. Just a dickhead, bro. Or like, I hate when people are like, oh, I'm just honest. Oh, shit. I just, I just say it like it is. Oh, okay. So you you don't give a fuck about what anyone else feels or thinks. Yeah. You're just going to say it like it is. No, you're not honest. You're just a selfish, entitled piece of shit. Yeah, because you think that you're being honest because you think that your truth is everyone's truth. Exactly. Your truth is more important than everyone else's truth. Mm. And you don't care how it makes anyone else feel. Mm. You don't care about that there's like other people and we're a community and we should always try to like be cognizant of how everyone's feeling in a room and how we're affecting people. Like now, don't get me wrong. There are some people that take advantage of that shit and get offended at everything. And then you're like, oh my God, now you're taking advantage (laughs) of the good people. So you're just as bad as the people that don't give a shit. And so all of us in the middle, which is the quiet majority, when we see all this crazy shit on the news, everything, all the, the quiet majority that are very reasonable would sit down and talk. We get lumped in with all you fucking weirdos and mm. then you crazies from either side are fighting each other <laughs> and we're quite in the middle just going, oi, can you just be reasonable? Yeah, just be reasonable, please. Unbelievable. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'm hope, you know what? I hope those people have a bad hangover. Yeah, me too. I think they would. They would, they would terribly die. Yeah, talk about loyalty. Talk about turncoats. Come in, watch half a game against of the Matildas and bounce. At least you watch the bloody whole game. Exactly. Unbelievable. And the Broncos won, which is always good. <laughs> um, that is us done and adduced. Make sure to grab a case of bloke beer from your local. If you're on the way home, pop in, grab one. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Uh, we're in every Celebrations, every Le- Liquor Legends, uh, every IGA Plus Liquor, every Bottolo in New South Wales and Queensland. And as usual, I'll go and fuck myself. Thank you. What's gambling really costing you? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.